My name is Nate, and this week I talk other people's actions. Now, if you were to consider one main point in all of the teachings of Stoicism, there's one that stands out from the rest, at least in my mind. You, you may have another one. This is the one that stands out for me the most. And this is the idea of others' actions are completely out of your control. Now, if there's any habit that you wish to learn when it comes to Stoicism, I always say, start with this one. This is a cornerstone for a reason. Because much of the stresses that we have in life, depending what angle you look at them, will come down to that fact that you can't control other people's actions. And this is where most of the frustration will come from when you're trying to live your life. Now, A lot of people consider society to be insane, especially today if uh, we look at a polarized society where the two sides of an argument are so split down the middle that one side will never see the reasoning of the other and vice versa. But why do you need to? That's the question that's asked here. Because to remain sane in your life, you need to know that there's only one person's actions that you can control, and that's yourself. No matter how close you are to somebody in your life, family, friend, spouse, parent, cousin, brother, sister, it doesn't matter. You have no control over that person's life, and nor should you. Even if that person is trying to get you to control what they do, you know, some people, they just want to be able to Um, for lack of a better term, play the victim. So if somebody else is completely in control, then they can never take responsibility for any of the mistakes they've made because the other person was making the decisions for them. This is a weird phenomenon in life, and that is not the way to live. And as the person who has been thrusted the control at, you shouldn't accept it. It's a terrible thing. To accept and it's only going to cause you stress so again we come back to that initial cornerstone of the only person's actions you can control are yourself so why are we spending stress on other people's actions you know um, as long as it's not affecting you or you have the ability to step back from it then you should not need to worry about it now there are some situations out there Um, let's say you're some type of inmate or prisoner where another person's actions, and by prisoner I don't just mean in a jail, I mean in some sense of reality or prisoner to another person's control, that where it might not be safe for you to step back, but that is a rarity. That is more of a rare occurrence in today's chaotic society. If you find yourself in that situation... You need to seek help and try and get out of it. But for most of us who are stressed about things going on around us in the world, other people's actions, we do have the control and the ability to step away. That's the first thing that everybody should do. 
There's no reason to spend stress on somebody else's actions. This frustration of not being able to control it or bend it to your will, why do you even need to? If you are set on what you believe, you are set on your life and how you live it, there's no reason to even consider what another person is saying. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I mean, in many cases, if a person's coming at you with a point of view that you don't share, it is always a good idea to keep an open mind. You have conversations with people you don't agree with. Let them come to you with the details behind of what created their beliefs, and then you can share back the details behind of what created your beliefs. And more cases than not, you will then find that there's a connection. That maybe they've changed your mind in a bit. You've changed their mind in a bit. And you guys have come to this realization that you're not as far apart as you thought. That is not about control. That is about sharing. That is about connection. Now, creating a calm life around you, one that you can settle into and be relaxed, all comes down to this control. So the question that you can always ask yourself in any moment, especially when you're getting angry and you're upset about something, is what can you do about it? What action can you take that would somehow make it better for yourself? Now, some people might twist those words in that idea to state that if another person is acting in a way that I don't want to, well, the action I might choose to take is to smack them upside the head and say, smarten up, you need to think like I do. That's not what I mean here. The action that you need to take in that moment should never hurt another, should never try and force another to your will. If conversation is accepted by the other person, then again, you guys can talk it out and try to come to an understanding. And maybe that's not going to work out as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you should never have to try and force somebody over to your will through public shaming, through um, poorly used aggressive language, through physical force. None of this should ever be something that you take into action. Discussions, trying to help them understand your point of view, that's fine. And that's why on the inside, when you're doing those discussions, it feels good. But then we get to that frustration. This is delved deep into the ego of the human psyche today. Is that if they don't agree with you, or they don't listen to you, that it is a slight against you. And that is where we come back to that idea of control. There's only one person's reaction you can control, and that's yourself. So if somebody else is slighting you by saying, ah, I'm not going to listen to your words They turn their back on you, they walk away, they cover their ears and go, la, 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 la. Whatever it might be, in the moment, you might be angry. And that's totally fine. You know, that is the reaction that people have today that might change in the future as the ego slowly fades. But feeling that anger and doing something about it are two different things. The foundation that you can come back to in that moment is I can't do anything to change that person's mind. That is just how they are. And I'll accept them for how they are. 
So many of the arguments that you see in society today, the fights that occur over political beliefs or, you know, beliefs in society being not enough, do come down to victimhood. Victimhood seems to be more common today than it's ever been. Well, I'm not going to say ever been, but definitely in a society where things are much better than they are in other more difficult times in history or different difficult parts of the world, people have switched to this victimhood as a way of coping with the quiet. That's only a personal point of view of mine. But I do see it a lot in the videos that I watch, the things that are happening out in society, and maybe I'm being manipulated in some way or another when it comes to mainstream media kind of passing off a narrative. But I've seen these interactions with people and the victimhood that surrounds it is almost extremely evident. Now, many people, as I mentioned on the top of this episode, they give away their power to another for a few reasons. And one of the main reasons is to avoid shame. Now, the feeling of shame in case they do something incorrect or they make a mistake, they're afraid of the backlash that's going to come towards them from a society that doesn't seem to have a lot of give, that doesn't seem to have a lot of understanding. And that's true in many ways. However, if there's a kindness that's kind of held at the bottom of that, if you are building what you are doing on a foundation of kindness and not on a foundation of your own personal victimhood, your own personal ideology that does reach out and hurt others, if you are building from a foundation that is pure, then usually shame doesn't follow that. Because every step you take from that point forward is in a goal of helping others. You're giving that gift back to the world, whatever it might be. Whatever your message is to the world, whatever your passion is in life, it's coming from that foundation of kindness. So if that's the case, and I'm sure there are some exceptions that I'm completely missing here, but if that's the case that um, there's a foundation of kindness there, then there is no fear moving forward. Now, I really wish we lived in a world that was more laid back. You know, when I grew up in my younger days, if somebody was a certain way, that today there would be a reaction of um, cancellation, of attack, of let's, you know, ruin that person for thinking the way they do. If I was, you know, my time when I was growing up, If somebody was a certain way that wasn't accepted by society, well, them just spouting these things off would create this reaction where they would be then ostracized. And the hope is that by being pushed away from your society and the people around you, that eventually you would come around to being a more kind person, that you would have uh, more kindness in your heart. And there would be no online shaming. There would be no complete rush to judgment. Uh, In most cases, there would be a lot of facts that surrounded that person's action would all be in person and in front of you. But today, the difference is, is that there's thousands of people that can watch one person's horrific mistake and immediately it will spread out. And it's the old telephone game. 
if you remember playing that when you were a kid, where at the end, at the beginning of the line, a message is given, and then you let the message go down the line, whispered into the next person's ear and the next person's ear, and right when it gets to the end, the message has been completely skewed. There is a lot of times there's not even any truth left in it, and we're basically playing a worldwide telephone game with thousands of people. So by the time that it ends up wherever it's going to end up, let's say a major media outlet that doesn't do their uh, due diligence to prove or disprove what they're writing about, and they're just sharing what was shared through this telephone game, uh, usually it ends up being the worst possible thing. And then it just explodes from there. So we are living in a very different time today. But again, the idea is that if you are coming from a place of kindness, that you are doing your passion in life and you're approaching it with the idea of being inclusive for all uh, as, as, as um, an outlet or as a viewer of what you're providing, then that there really is no shaming involved and that the misunderstanding will not come from a place of violence or anger and usually people can't react to this in a kind way. I'll give a quick example. Um, I'm very much into the videos of Russell Brand. If you haven't watched them, I highly recommend it. Uh, he's a comedian from back in the day. He's been in some comedy movies like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He was wonderful in all of those. And he's kind of switched to being more of a commentator on the world. He's become a very mindful person right into meditation, into, uh, into mindfulness thought. But he's saying very polarizing things. And I've noticed that there's not a lot of backlash towards him because the way he's approaching it, he's not taking a side. He's not swallowing the pill for either side and then stating the talking points of that side. He is staying completely in the middle. And he's not only doing that, but he's doing it from an area of kindness. He's doing it from a, an angle of humor. And um, he's not really taking any sides against actual people. If I were to say he's taking sides against anyone, it would be from uh, corporate elitists and, and government who is trying to suppress people. And I think all regular people can definitely connect to that. So even though he's saying polarizing things, that one side or another side might not like he's still not attacked for it and it's because he has that level that foundation of kindness that he's just there to help and that he's spreading love you know trying to else to to help us uh, digest the more difficult things that are happening in the world around us so being the victim is not going to help you in any way being the victim only creates extra anger and adds to that level that's happening because you are then blaming others for all the problems that are happening towards you. And in many cases, by playing the victim, the person that you are considering your victimizer doesn't even know that you're angry at them in so many ways. It's the old, uh, you know, road rage incident where somebody cuts you off on the road and you're like, oh, I hate that person so much. And you get home and you're like, oh, why did that 
person cut me off. They could have smashed into my car. They could have killed me. And the next day you're like, oh, I hope I see this person on the road this morning so I can give them a piece of my mind. And you're at work. It's like, hey, Deborah, let me tell you about what happened to me on the highway and this idiot who cut me off. And it just goes on and on. And the whole time that you're going through all that for days on end, the other person is like, eh, whatever, just going on with my life. <laughs> Doesn't even know that you're you're thinking about them or, or talking to them. And that stress that you're placing out in the world is also bringing karma back towards you. The stress of uh, sharing your experience with your wife, your husband, or the Deborah at work, you know, you're bringing stress into their life as well. That is going to come back to you as a negative energy. So just kind of wrap this all up in a nice little bow. We really can only control our own world and what we do. And really, that's enough. You should never try and go beyond that because you are the only person that you have control over. And that's exactly how you want it. The best part of this life experience is the ability to connect with others. You don't need to control them. It is in a, the best part of the experience is to experience who they are, the different views that they have in life, the impressions and the mindedness that they can offer you, the things that you can learn from them. And that is the true flow of life. There's never a need to bring force. You know, those who go online with talk about things that they don't like and then will insult the person who are saying it or to threaten the cancel or threaten the protest or dox them or whatever it is, that is force that you're pushing out into life. That is not the flow of life. And that force will always come back towards you in one way or another. Flow is the key. You want to be able to rock. I've always considered it with uh, the analogy of an ocean. Pretend you're standing in the middle of an ocean and if you stand really st still and just allow the movement of the ocean to push you where it wants you to go, to guide you to where you want to go, you'll be fine. But the more that you move around, the more that you fight against it, the more waves that you create, and eventually you might drown. So the best thing to do is just to flow with life, to allow things to blossom as they might, to occur as they might in front of you, and guide you in the right direction. Now, there is a real calm in knowing that you are in control of your own life. And having that lack of victimhood and knowing that you're really the only person you can control and to accept others for who they are, there's a real calm in that. Now, if there are other people's actions who are affecting you in a negative way, don't be hard on yourself. This is normal. This still happens to me today. There's not something that anybody's ever going to get rid of. Even the most, um, you know, mindful person, Buddhist monk, whatever is, there's always going to be something that makes them angry. That is a reaction that's going to happen. And one of the methods that I've used over the years that helps me kind of cope with this is just seeing the other person's actions like a movie. Oh, you keep an open mind at the beginning and you question, oh, is this really what's happening? Especially if it's something you read in a newspaper article, for example, or saw in a YouTube video. You can question and say, is this the whole story? Maybe there's something I'm missing. And eventually the truth will reveal itself. 
But for the most part, I mean, if it's a person in your life who's acting in a certain way that you can't like, you just see it like you're watching a movie. You can revel in it, but not connect to it. You can enjoy it or, you know, take it in and accept it without identifying with it. So you can give your opinion if somebody is doing something that you don't agree with that might be hurting themselves. You can give your opinion and tell them I don't agree with that, but you don't need the push. Again, it's just the flow. You are giving out that opinion and how they accept it is completely up to you. So you have controlled your own action of giving the opinion and then they can decide either to take it or, you know, throw it away and whatever they do again. You might feel angry in the moment, but just note that is how it is. You have no control over it. Now, just a final thought before I cut out for the week. The one thing that I've always been against, especially in today's day and age, and this doesn't include independent sources. I've already mentioned uh, Russell Brand in this in this episode. But there's a um, line of mainstream news, and this isn't just the largest organizations. Some of the smaller organizations will parrot what the larger ones do and, and vice versa. I found that it is the best in many cases just to stay away from the news completely. Now, if you're watching something to learn, if you're watching something because it's delivered in a certain way that you can learn on the best and most positive ways to react to it as not to create stress for yourself, then that's fine. If it's a news source that you enjoy for whatever reason, if you can watch it without feeling stress, without having it uh, create that in your life, then that's fine as well. But for the most part, for me personally, what has worked for me is to avoid the news completely. Not watching it makes me a very happy person because I've noticed and, you know, there's certain things that do reach me, uh, the very extreme things that happen in the world, and I will always try and seek other sources to try and get a truth behind it. And I'll find a few things. Um, Either the truth is valid, which is the (laughs) the rare occurrence in this one is very rarely do I read something on any mainstream news and it ends up being 100% valid. That does not happen. I can't even remember a time that it has. Uh, the other thing is that I'll, I'll do searches and find out that the point of view that the one outlet is taking is being taken uh, completely opposite by the polarized version of it. And the last one is I'll find nothing else. Um, no idea where they got their idea from and what they're reporting. I'll just find nothing else and realize that it was just completely off. So the only one that uh, makes any sense that that you can accept is if it's 100% valid. And I find that to be the lowest amount where the other ones are either polarized and it's a statement just to receive clicks and make money or there's no supporting evidence at all. Again, it's just statement to get clicks and get money. So I found in a lot of cases that the news that we read, the headlines that most people read in their Facebook or whatever social media feed is just that. It is blown out of proportion to get money. So by avoiding the news completely, And the headlines and everything blocking it out from all my social medias, I've become a very uh, more happier person and I see the world in a much better way. So that is just my 
uh, thought to you. It works for me. Maybe it'll work for you as well. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you next week.